Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another fun-filled show of the Four Guys Roundtable Show, starring me, Joe, a.k.a. Theo, the man who is turning to the dark side, Darth Pat, the man with the alter ego, AJ Nitro, and then just Jeremy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I apologize. I'm still trying to figure out something for you because all three of us have something and you're just Jeremy. Um, I guess Coach Jeremy. We can go that route. I can, <laughs> Whatever. It is what it I'm is. We'll figure something out. Wait. I mean, you know, it, yeah. Oh, okay. We'll go with that for now. Well, let's go with that now. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing tonight? What are you guys up to? Oh, and I, I brought my adult sippy cup again. Like I said, it's going to be exclusive to every single show. He has it again. Re- Reoccurring exclusive. Adult sippy cups. Damn, Skippy. So, What's going yeah, on, everyone? No. Doing good, doing good. I want to share with you guys. So I had the privilege. I do a charity golf tournament every year. It's a shotgun start, so everybody starts at a different hole, and then it's a four-man scramble. Uh, which, funny enough, we had an interesting event yesterday. Um, so I always, it's always me, my dad, and my one cousin, and then we always find a fourth person. Which last year it was my buddy Steve from high school, and this year it was going to be him again. And we thought he wasn't going to show up because I texted him at half hour till we were supposed to start at two, one thirty. I texted him. I said, "Hey, you on your way?" And he goes, "Oh shit, I forgot." <laughs> <laughs> Good thing he only lived ten minutes away. He got there, but uh, it was pretty funny. But I don't know if any you guys ever participate in like a charity golf event thing, anything like that. No, Not no, me. no. They. They are very interesting because with four-man scrambles, you all, everybody plays the same ball. Whoever hits the best shot, you go up to that one, and everybody hits from there, and you know, play the next best shot. There's always a team, without a shadow of a doubt, there's always a team that's coming in 15 under, 18 under, so they birdie almost every hole. Well, wouldn't you know it? Team yesterday, winning team comes in 18 under. I was like, that's not – I don't – like, I get it. There's going to be some really good golf players in every team, but not every player is going to be a big <laughs> golf player. Like, come on. There's got to be some shitty guys in that team, too. Like, come on. So it's always funny. Like, we never go out to, to win. We just go out there to play and have fun and raise money for a good charity. You know, we we play in the same one every year. It's to help raise money for colon cancer, I believe it is. Uh, the guy who does it, his dad passed away from that. So... It's for fun, and we all, that's why we go. We go have fun. We have a lot of laughs and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, it's always – somebody's always out there. We got to win. We got to be the winner. So let's go out and make sure we get every hole and, and that. But the funnest part of this whole thing is we're, we're about six holes from being done. We're on the last hole of the back nine because we started on hole six. We had to go play the front five holes. And all of a sudden we hear this hooting and hollering. We're like, oh, my God, they must have hit it. You know, we're seeing this guy. He's way – he's pretty far away from the hole. We're like, holy shit, he chipped it in. That's pretty awesome. So we expected him to hoot and holler. But he's going on for like a minute and a half hooting and hollering. We're like, God, like this is getting a little annoying now. Like, come on, buddy. Like, great. You hit a great shot. Okay, good. Fantastic. He didn't put it in the hole. He was like a foot away. So he was hooting and He was hollering. excited about a foot away. <laughs> he was excited he had a footer, you know. It's like – like, the dude. engine that almost did it. Uh, <laughs> fucking almost got it to the hole. Oh, yeah. That, it was, was excited it was, about that. Yeah, it was absolutely hilarious. Like, we're like, oh, my God, he didn't make it. So now we're up hitting our tee shots on this 18th hole, 18th hole, which is over this freaking water. It's like 190, but it feels like 300. 
because you're shooting over directly over the wa- body of water. And we're hooting and hollering every time we hit a shot. I hit mine into the water. We're like, woo! <laughs> <You know? laughs> where, where was a, where was a golf? What golf course did you guys uh, do that charity? Uh, we at? were at uh, Iron Lakes Golf Course over by over in uh, what is that? Uh, Orfield? No, not Orfield. Uh, Schnecksville, I think it's considered over there oh, uh, okay. near the old Parkland High School, which is now the Parkland Middle School. So that's where we were. But yeah, it was a lot. Of just another hick town in Pennsylvania. Just another hick town. But, uh, but yeah, so it was a lot of fun. We had, we had a good time, uh, had a couple beers, of course, you know, and had some good food. They, they always give us good food. I didn't win anything at the Chinese auction, which was kind of disappointing. You know, I had bought, you know, $20 worth of tickets. I'm like, I should win something. Right. One person won like four things. I'm like, this is rigged. They all win. They always win the same shit. Like, come on, just let me win one thing. <laughs> I've always, so that, like, was, wanted that was to, my weekend with it. I've the always wanted to do, try one of those, but like, I don't know. I don't know enough. Like Jay's the only person around here that golfs, and he hasn't golfed in a long time. He's really good, but I've never, I've never really gotten the chance to do one of those. It would have probably been fun, but I probably would have gone like you did, and just it is what it is. So yeah, I would have been toasty by the end of that golf tournament. Guaranteed. <laughs> one time before I moved back here, I went. Me and Joe went because I got free golf. Somebody came nice. to champs and gave me free golf. Oh, that was yeah. fun. Me and Joe didn't even make it through the front nine. Joe, Joe, every shot Joe hit was bouncing on the cart path, and we. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Everything, everything I did, everything I did, like, like I, I was trying a different like approach. <laughs> you, everything I've seen on TV to try to like correct everything I was doing wrong was not fucking working. And these Wait. guys that were with us that he put us with were just kind of like. Ah, here we go again. This bullshit. But uh, you're like, can we just play ahead? I'm like, go get the fuck out of here. Just go, go, go play ahead. It was free. <laughs> the only reason we even went was because it was free. I would not have. The course was hilly. It was hilly yeah, as hell. And it, it was. was not the course I would have went to. But it was free. I, I don't remember. I have no it idea. It was um. Oh crap! Now I'm gonna forget. Um, you got to go through Southside Easton and go up to the hill. Um, Morgan Hill. Uh, yeah. So I think it's a golf course up there, up on yeah, that. Morgan that Hill. Way. That's a that's yeah. a tough ass course. That's one yes, of the tougher courses in this area. <laughs> so, so yes, we, it is. That's the one we played on. We didn't even make it to nine. Joe, Joe at one point's like, I'm done. So oh, we made it to seven or eight, and he's like, I'm not. I wasn't playing great either by no stretch. Like it, it was a struggle, and he's just like, I'm done, Matt. Yeah, I just, I just couldn't. <laughs> Couldn't take it anymore. I'm like, fuck well, shit. It's funny. You mentioned Jay, uh, and I've met Jay, uh, your friend Jay, and he would not strike me as somebody who would be good at golf. Like, yeah. I'm like, that's the And there's no offense. Hey, Jay, if you're listening to this at any point in time, it's no offense to you. You just don't strike me as a golf type. So he's, I apologize. He's like, like, John I, Daly. I, went with him, <laughs> I went with him a couple times, and one time he shot under par on, on a nine, even. Wow. Like he, like Damn. and he he was like I'm due for a chip and he chipped in like his he his was stroking middle game, it his middle game is like I can hit the ball off the tee and I can putt my middle game is where I stink like I can't I'm never aim the right way so it goes left of the green the only way it goes on the green is if it bounces up onto the green for me <laughs> Dave, Dave's middle game and like I when I played with Adam and Brett Adam 
Adam never used the driver. He didn't. He used his irons all day, even off the tee. And he that's what I do now. Considering he didn't use a drive, like, but Adam Adam's middle game was really good too. And my cousin, my cousin's a really good golfer too. He wasn't a really good golfer when I was younger, but that's mm-hmm. all he does now is golf. So, but Jay is is Jay's the best golfer. He played golf all four years in high school, and damn he's the best golfer of all of all the people I know. So. Yeah, that's awesome. He gets like he's like I am when I play basketball. If he's not playing good, he's not fun to be around. So if I go golfing with him, he's playing like crap. He's like, oh, this course sucks. Like he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it's the course. So he becomes a moody he, bitch. Great. He like <laughs> I me. understand. He gets like me. Like he's so competitive and he wants to be perfect and do everything right. But if he's not, he starts getting angry and it mentally. That's how I am on the court. That's how he, he turns into a Snickers commercial. I see. Yes. <laughs> Which I. Jay, are you feeling okay? I, Why? <laughs> Here, have a Snickers. <laughs> Poor Jay. He's going to listen to this and be like, they're picking on me. Unofficial sponsor of our podcast today, Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope they don't. Jay, we like you. Don't worry. <laughs> what? What'd you say, Darth Pat? I said I really hope that Snickers doesn't come after us now for uh, making it sound like we're actually sponsoring us. <laughs> I mean, Snickers, if you want to sponsor us, we will gladly welcome that, and I will shill for Snickers like a motherfucker. But it's not actually happening yet. So, which is my favorite candy bar. So I'm good with that too. Pat got to see me have one of my Snickers meltdowns after basketball one time. I like, kicked a Gatorade bottle and yelled at him. So, Gatorade <laughs> bottle didn't know what happened to it. I punted that thing like across the court. Such anger. I think my attitude was just, eh, I'm not even going to go say anything to him. Well, because 10 minutes later, after I calmed down, I probably came over and apologized and said, I'm sorry, I was being a dick. So, because I know that's how I am. I don't do that anymore, at least. But I knew that that's how I was. So, yeah, it happens. We all have issues. He doesn't do that anymore. But does he really? Well, we've brought on a surprise guest. No. <laughs> I know I don't. So. No, I, I'll vouch. I'll vouch for you one on that, AJ. You definitely are much more mellow. You're just there to have fun. Yeah, you still want to try and win, but it's more. You're more now about how well you play in a game, not the outcome of the game. So you're definitely definitely a lot more fun to play with because I don't have to worry about getting hacked to hell, you know, if I'm driving for the last point of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I think every game is the NBA Finals. That's how I was for a long time. So hey, I got a bro. I got I got two brothers, and one of my brothers was like that. He was he would he yelled <laughs> just. Come on, you gotta play defense. Let's go. You gotta play I defense. Know. Let's play. I played with them, so I know how it is. <laughs> it's like, dude, like I'm just playing for fun. I'm like, listen, I'm fucking tired right now. I'm out of breath. <laughs> I'm gonna run and play some defense, but not the whole thing. I can't do it all. I'm tired. Was, uh, right? was, yeah. like, was he like the guy from Anger Management? You gotta dunk that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I still remember when we went to see that movie. You guys like, look, it's Matt. <laughs> there you're in the movie, Matt. I'm like, yes, I am, apparently. <laughs> they typecast me in a role in anger management. Imagine that. Yes, AJ, they did. <laughs> you're, I, remember, oh, I remember Chris with you, Jeremy, getting mad at you because you like wouldn't 
be right up in my face. And you're like, he's going to shoot the ball whether I guard him or not. So I'm not going to waste my time. No, and you were like three feet behind the freaking three-point line. Like, <laughs> if you're going to make him, you're going to make him. Like, for the love of Pete. Like, I don't even tell kids I coach to guard anybody out that far. If they're making nope. it, they're going to make it. Like, <laughs> that's just the yeah. way that is. <laughs> just stay in front and of him. If he makes that 40-foot shot, he deserves to make it. Exactly. Pretty much. All right, guys. So we're talking about wrestling events, wrestling events that we all went to together. Let me get my southern accent up to par here. Because <laughs> all, right, all four of us have been to <laughs> all four of us have been to wrestling events with each other at one point in time. Now, yeah, we're going to be talking about wrestling events we all went to. We definitely went to a multitude of them, from WWE to TNA, and pretty much I think that's about it. Yeah, together four of we've us. been to only those together. I've been to NXT and AEW yeah. too, so yeah. Did anybody hear, did, did, I, I was say, did anybody here ever go to a WCW or ECW show? I went to ECW. I've, I've been to over 30 ECW shows. Damn. I was just talking about, in general, us four going to shows right. together. Well, no, but, I was no. just curious about the history that went like, yeah. beyond four of us. Yeah. No, I, I went to when my senior year in high school, I started uh, going to one of the friends I, I was uh, – I was friends with in high school. His cousin was a big ECW guy. So we used to go on the weekends down to Philly to watch their shows or anytime we got a chance. And when I graduated high school, any ch- chance I got, I was, you know, once I got my license and my and a car to drive, I was uh, flying down to Philadelphia to watch the shows or even New York or whatnot, because it was just I was I don't, at that time. WWE was OK. WCW was I was watching that a little bit more. And then it's just everything ECW was doing was just something I was, it just, it just, I just gravitated towards it because of the, the product and what they were doing and a lot of other things too. But I, I, I went to, I, I probably, I went to more ECW shows than I have WD, WWE shows. It was, and WW, and WD40 shows too, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I stumble over my words at times, I people. You will get used to this. I saw the Dudleys, like, the night, the last night they were in ECW. I was at that show, and the fans were, like, chanting, you sold out to them. And I was still cheering for them because I didn't care that they were leaving. That that, that was the show when uh, when Raven came back then, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it was, they, like, they, like, fought, like, in the snack bar, like, right by where we were sitting. <laughs> they were, like, fighting. And it wasn't, like, a snack bar at the WWE shows where it's, like, a, it was like a little like cart snack bar type thing. And they were fighting, like throwing each other off of that. And they did the flaming tables that night. And it was cool to see that in person. Nice. That was really cool to see in person. So flaming tables are always cool. Yes. Oh yeah. So, well, hey, spoiler alert. We saw a flaming something at one of the shows we went to, but it wasn't a table. Got <laughs> <laughs> some kind of joke about, no, let's just, I screwed that one why up. Don't Let's you just tell, why don't you tell the story, Pat? You, you <laughs> yes. brought it up, so why don't you go ahead and tell, talk about that raw? In just yeah, a moment. Shit. In just a moment, because I've got a public service announcement for all oh, our fans watching. And listen, it's already coming. Don't forget, you need to turn in, tune in to the end of our show. Not turn in, tune in to the end of our show, because we will release the next Mount Rushmore based on today's topic, which is going to be wrestling. But you got to stay tuned in to find out what it's going to be in regards to wrestling. 
Take it away, Darth Pat. Oh, so yeah, what I was uh, alluding to there, not the best way to do it. I'm trying to find the exact date here, but it's escaping me. So me, uh, Pat, and Jeremy all went to this Raw together. Along with some other people as well, but they're not important. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, just me and to that one, I think. Yes, this one I was not partaking in. Yeah. So I was not important. <laughs> oh, God, here was... Actually, we just passed the... 13th year anniversary for it like everybody remembers the 13th anniversary of something <laughs> anyway it was june 11th 2007 uh and it was a show up in wilkes-barre pennsylvania which not exactly a prominent wrestling town you would think of i mean it's not even one of the biggest cities but just so happens that's where raw was stopping to that night and it ended up being a very big night because not only was it the most or at the time, the most recent edition of the WWE draft, which was pretty cool. But they were also holding Mr. McMahon Appreciation Night. Now, if you remember the terrible last storyline they were doing that summer, oh, yeah. this was after Vince McMahon has ha- had had his head shaved at WrestleMania. Uh, and he was then got, for whatever reason, he got into this, uh, well, I'm sorry, not for whatever reason, he then got into a continued storyline with Bobby Lashley, who was the ECW champion and who was the guy who, of course, had been the representative that, you know, beat Umaga at the WrestleMania match so that Vince got his head shaved. Yes. And they did this whole stupid ass thing where, like, Vince won the ECW title from him. Then he lost it back to Lashley. And so the whole thing was that Vince was like they, they were building it like, like Vince wasn't all there anymore. Like, uh, his loss to Bobby Lashley had caused, like, a severe brain injury in a way. And that he was, like, he was practically catatonic and that he had, like, lost the will to live and all this other shit. So, you know, in addition to having all the matches throughout the night and because, of course, it was still when the brand, the first brand split was well in the way, you know, everybody from every brand is there. And so there was inter-promotional matches and, like, you know, it was like, so if it was a Raw guy versus a SmackDown guy, and the SmackDown guy won, then SmackDown got the draft pick, which was random and everything. So that was kind of neat. And they had the Mr. McMahon Appreciation Night videos throughout the night, mm-hmm. where they had yep. you know, people, like, you know, taping, you know, testimonials. And one of the interesting things was they had Bret Hart do that, one of them. This was only a year after he had been inducted into the Hall of Fame, but he'd still not set foot back on Raw. Problem was, as I recall, us in the arena, when they showed the Bret Hart video, couldn't hear it. So you didn't know what the hell he was saying. And I remember it watching this specific I remember watching this specifically for two reasons. One, I was still really into wrestling at this point in time. And two, I wanted to see where your guys' seats were, see if I could see your signs and shit that you guys took that day. Because that just just, just that that I'm pretty sure we did a CWA thing that day, earlier in the day. Because that's why we all yeah. I, I we did. So that's why I feel like every I remember doing a CWA event earlier in the day that day. So Yeah. Yeah, it was so, um, but like, like as far as our seats, we were like, fi- we were on the floor, we were like five or six rows behind, you know, the Raw announcers, which was kind of cool. I don't know if we ever really got on TV, but, you know, we were, we were pretty close. We had pretty good seats. Um, but, you know, so at the end of the night, you know, Vince comes out to be like, you know, like, you know, finally, like, accept, like, the, like, the warm uh, appreciation of the crowd. And, of course, he's getting booed out of his, you know, you know, just mercilessly and everything. So he just comes to the ring and he's got this like distant look on his face. He picks up the microphone, just kind of 
stares at the audience looking kind of like you know and then drops the mic and then just slowly <laughs> walks to the back and then you see him walking past all the superstars who hadn't been on the show who were all just kind of looking at him weird except for paul london who's smiling at him like a cheshire cat which <laughs> i got paul london in a lot of shit uh and then you know vin they see him walking outside and you see him getting into his limo and then you know you see him go into the limo and you see the door start to close and then it kind of sort of reopens again for a little bit for just one second, which I'm convinced this day was like probably a tape loop. And then you see the door shut. And as soon as the door shuts. <laughs> and I seeing exploded. And watching and it on TV was absolutely nuts because it was like, they made, they made that explosion and the sound effect that they probably pushed into the tape too was just ridiculous, but it was really cool. It was to watch. overdone. Yeah, it's a little overdone. overdone. And and I got to tell you, though, the reaction inside the arena, I think everybody just started looking at each other like, what the the fuck fuck was that? It didn't get cheered. It didn't get booed. There wasn't really so much like of an audible like gasp, like, oh, my God. You know, it was more just like, what? Why the hell did that like, happen? Like, what did they just do <laughs> this for? And, and, and so, it, and then the thing that, like, you know, kind of compounded it to being so weird was if you've ever really been to, like, a live uh, or, or even a tape WWE show that's not a pay-per-view, mind you, um, the, there's usually, like, a dark match after the bell or some kind of in-ring segment. There wasn't. There wasn't one advertised, so that wasn't really a big deal. Um, but, like, so there was nothing like that. There was nothing where, like, the ring announcer, you know, Got on the night in, in the arena to say good night. Thanks for coming. We'll be back here at such and such a date. They probably didn't have a future date set for Wilkes Barre anyway. But you know, usually they'll say you know when they were the bigger cities. Oh yeah, we'll be back in Philadelphia in September. You know, um, so so it was nothing like that. So it was just this very very just like kind of creepy, eerie, like what the hell just happened feeling, and. Then it was just we're all just kind of walking out, and now I don't remember seeing it. I don't know if AJ or any of the other guys we did with either, but supposedly they did have a limousine on fire somewhere in the parking lot of that arena. Now, I, I don't remember seeing it. It's kind of a big parking lot at that arena, like in terms of like it's kind of expansive, so you're not necessarily going to walk out to the area of the parking lot where like the limo would have been or whatever. Supposedly there was one there, and I think were there. Do you remember hearing fire trucks or like hearing fire trucks coming to the scene? I, I can't remember. It's, it's been 13 years, but um, I mean, it's very possible that I'm pretty. Wasn't Dawson there that night? He was probably saying something inappropriate as we were leaving at some point. Well, I mean, probably <laughs> yeah. our our friend Mike Dalton, who just really thrives on saying appropriate things at the inappropriate time so five yes. uh, times worse than me like i'm bad but he puts it takes it to another level so uh yeah it, it was it was weird but again yeah, there was the flaming limo quite literally and yeah that show ended up being all kinds of significant for so many other reasons i mean it was about two weeks before uh unfortunately the uh the benoit murder suicide you know so benoit wrestled on that show and the funny thing was, is that he lost to a guy from ECW. And I even remember turning to a guy who was sitting next to us and saying, watch Benoit get drafted to ECW here. 
And that's exactly what had happened because <laughs> they were like, I said, like I had read, I think on one of the internet sites that they were wanting to make Benoit like kind of like the, the veteran leader for ECW and like give him a run with the title so that he could work with other guys to, you know, like elevate them and shit, which probably would have worked at the time. Benoit was still as technically sound as he ever was in the ring at that point. But obviously, we know that there was shit going on behind the scenes, of course. Which yeah. Now he doesn't exist. Now he doesn't yeah. exist in WWE lore. Exactly. Um, it was a race in history. So there was there was just a really there was just a lot of really interesting stuff on that show. I mean, again, like you know, the fact that you had the draft going on was cool. Um, you know, the fact that you got to see pretty much everybody who was on the roster at the time was cool. You got to see Vince live was cool because even by that point, Vince wasn't appearing live on every show and. No. Like uh, he 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 really because of the Mr. McMahon character he really is an attraction in that sense. So oh yeah, uh, yeah it was a very cool show top to bottom with just one again one of the biz- bizarrest damned endings in the world and of course they called off the whole storyline after the Benoit stuff. You know I don't, I don't mean to minimize it by saying stuff but um, you know so we don't really know exactly where it was going. I think the intention that it was going to be like that he like faked his death to try to like root out which of his family members were going to stay loyal to him or something like that, which sounds fine on the surface, but again, it's still okay. So you find out that like, Oh, Stephanie was willing to just, you know, kick dirt on your grave, but Shane was going to stay to, you know, loyalty. What was really the end game there? You know, who the hell was going to, it was almost going to be like what he did when he, they, he unveiled himself as like the prime leader of what was it? The, the The ministry, the the dark ministry or what? So many well, years really, before that, kind of just awesome. a different angle, but kind of same concept. Well, right. The twist was going to be, of course, that he wasn't really dead. Yeah. But again, it was going to be the end game of like, you know, OK, so he felt like he had to fake his death to root out who was loyal to him. But again, to what specific end there? Who knows? I mean, and then what they ended up doing really. <laughs> if you remember a few months later, then they basically pivoted to the. uh the the illegitimate son the uh, uh, illegitimate son storyline oh, yeah that was that was hokey and horrible which ended up being hornswoggle yeah. even though of course that which they then eventually went back on that too uh but you know like the, the popular rumor had been of course that it was supposed to be kennedy but then kennedy got the uh, wellness policy violation so and injured like nineteen thousand times in his wrestling career he was unfortunate waste uh, of possible talent really good gimmick really good gimmick but couldn't stay yeah. healthy good so, gimmick but all right. injury prone and prone to injure others not a good combination yeah nope. so let's let's move on to another story thank you pat that was a, a awesome story to share uh and i want to share a story of my own unless somebody else wants to jump in with their story no, go ahead. no, okay, good. Go ahead. All right, good, because I was going to let you anyway, so there. <laughs> <laughs> he was setting us up. <laughs> um, so we're going to go back to Scranton Wilkes-Barre, and I'm gonna sh- I want to share my very first WWE wrestling event, actually my first wrestling event ever, uh, back up in Scranton Wilkes-Barre. It was me, AJ, Darth Pat, and who else? Went? Was it just, just three of us? Just okay, so it was the three of us. Oh, yes, I remember we were driving up in my car, and we had the air conditioning on, and I think Darth Pat didn't want the air conditioning on too long because it made him feel sick. So we had to roll down the windows at some point in time. It was hot as hell, I remember, because I think it was like July or August, I think. that. Paid, it was definitely that summer. That's, I think that's when we were, when we were driving back. 
the, the whole thing yeah. with the air conditioning. Yeah, it was it was like making me feel nauseous for some reason. Yes, but that so the drive to and fro was interesting enough. But going to my very first wrestling event and having it be a raw and in a smaller arena like that because Wilkes-Barre's arena wasn't huge. It was it was decent, but it wasn't mid level mid level yeah. type stuff. And once again, we were close. We were like, what, five rows back or six rows back or something? Yeah, right about that. In the corner, yeah. the one corner. We were, on, we were on the floor. We weren't like directly behind the announcers. We were like, 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 like if this is like the ring, you know, like the square, we were kind of like off to like, like almost like directly from like yeah, one we were of the like posts. The back. Caddy corner. If you're facing the, if you, hey. where we were, we were facing towards the ramp and we were back off to the left side. No, right side. Right side, back to the right. Yeah, and what was, made this so memorable was a couple different things. One, Kane was there. Not that I loved Kane by any means. Um, his pyro. But his pyro was badass. Like, he has some badass pyro. And when he does the whole arms thing and the pyro goes off, if you don't got earplugs, that shit startles the crap out of you. Like, I was like, and they're like, be ready for it. It's going to be loud. I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be loud, huh? And that, that shit goes off. It's like, boom. And because it's four big ass cannons going off at the same time, and it scared the shit out of me. I was like, okay, yeah, it, it's loud. <laughs> Definitely loudest pyro uh, I've ever heard. That includes like shit at Disney World. So <laughs> yeah, it is loud. It's, it's very loud. Kane's pyro is probably the the one I always remember, and I always warn people about ahead of time. Yeah, it was it was some loud stuff. But the funniest thing is w- that I remember from from this whole event was the signs that we had and who they were for. Um, <laughs> Because oh we are, we like to cheer the good guys, but we really like to cheer the bad guys too, because it's a lot of fun. Cause you get people to look at you and they're like, what the hell's wrong with you? Like that guy's a bad guy, but it's fun in that sense. Yes, it is. And it's fun to play with. Darth Pat had the sweetest sign. What's that? I was saying it's fun to play with little kids in the sense of like messing with their minds. Because <laughs> I, think when you get, I think when you get to our age and like this show was 2005, so we're all 15 years younger. So we're all in our 20s still. Um, but, like, you know, you, you, that's at that age where you're like, oh, I want to be a smartass and piss off a lot of nine-year-olds. And that's, so. that's I've, I've always been like that, so. Yeah, I think you got a problem. For it, man. <laughs> I don't mess with the kids. Hey, you got a problem. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, but, no, Darth Pat had two of the sweetest signs. I had, like, the generic, like, signs because I had my, my oldest daughter who – we're talking 15 years ago, so she was like seven or eight at the time. I'm like, watch the show. Daddy's going to have a sign just for you. You know, so I did the cheesy like dad signs and like, oh, look, at I'm here. You know, those <laughs> terrible signs that everybody does. But Darth Pat had the sweetest signs. And Darth Pat uh, made one sign for Chris Masters, who is one of probably oh, the worst Christ. wrestlers I've ever seen wrestle. <laughs> The Master Lock Challenge was a terrible thing. It was way overdone for way too long. And Darth Pat, what did your sign say? Tell us all what your sign said. Well, the sign for Chris Masters said, Masters fears mic skills. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. At the time, my bigger problem with him wasn't that they were giving him a push. Wasn't that he was, you know, really just, you know, newest version of big muscle guy but that he sounded just so monotone so just vanilla he was very blah he was very yeah blah. yeah yeah that is yeah. blah that's really the best thing i can say to him 
so it was me just just kind of saying dude come on uh and and watching a and, and, and watching a clip from the from 2004 it was the night where uh evolution turned on randy orton i re, kind of rediscovered where my inspiration for that sign came from because on that night where uh where evolution dropped orton like it was like the night after SummerSlam when he had won the title somebody had a sign that was very much you know easy to see it was very much on current uh, camera that said batista fears charisma <laughs> you remember that sign get somebody making a sign of and in like late 2004 i could totally get that now fast forward 16 years later and you go wow you were pretty wrong on that one but yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah so master mike skills and when he was in the ring doing his spiel that night i'm almost positive he saw the sign <laughs> because he was on the when he was on the mic and I thought for sure I saw him kind of do like a real quick double take. And to his credit, he didn't like linger on it. He didn't make it obvious. <laughs> but I'm like 95% sure he saw the sign. <laughs> I think did. I had the other cool sign that night. I believe mine was the other cool one. Oh, maybe it was yours. I thought Pat had one on back and front. But we'll, I'm going to say. So our other character, the other wrestling character we really, really enjoyed and that we were cheering for because he was like the obvious bad guy to cheer for at that time was Muhammad Hassan. And one of us <laughs> oh, yeah. had a Hassan for president sign. Me. And that was AJ. I apologize. We both had it. Go, then. Oh, you both had it. Okay. I knew one of you had I mean, it. I thought totally it was on the other side. Uh, Hassan we both for had president. Because all those Jesus. kids kept looking at us like, what's wrong with these guys? So those were, those signs made the night so much fun. I mean, besides being at the show, being my first show, being there with you guys who have, you know, were big, re- or, well, are still big wrestling fans, you know, watch wrestling, you know, more more than I do. Well, not so much Darth Pat, but definitely AJ um, made it just the experience that much more fun. And, you know, we got to see, I forget who else was on that card. It wasn't the greatest card, but it was a pretty decent card getting to see some of the wrestlers. Uh, I think was Cena on that card. I can't remember. Was he still on SmackDown at the time? Still on SmackDown. Still on SmackDown. So we didn't get to see Cena, but we had Kane. I forget who Kane fought. We had Chris Masters. We had Muhammad Hassan, um, which unfortunately his gimmick got cut real short and he got off the show real quick right after the whole 9 11 thing. Well, 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 the the biggest problem with uh, the Hassan gimmick was it was only about, I want to say, six months old at that point. But even already by that point, they had really stripped it uh, a lot of like the nuance from the character with him saying, hey, I'm an Arab American and I've faced unjust discrimination ever since 9-11. They had yeah. already really stripped that away to him basically being like the 2000s version of the Iron Sheik. So yeah. it, it, they, they just like they had taken away like all like the nuance in the gray area and they just basically, you know, made him like the, you know, the, the typical mustache twirling villain already. So. Um, yeah, they kind of already ruined the character at that point. But one other thing, because you're talking about who else was on the card, we got yeah. to see a dark match that night mm. where it was uh, Matt Capitelli, who was one of the uh, the recent uh, uh, Tough Enough winners, along with you know John Hennigan, now known as John Morrison. And of course, unfortunately, Matt Capitelli passed away uh, within the last couple of years from a brain tumor. Uh, but he was wrestling that night. A guy who I think AJ it was you. You turned to me and said, "Hey, 
isn't that CM Punk? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I think it is. And it was. It was. It was. So it was Matt Capitelli wrestled a dark match against CM Punk that night because that was still several months before uh, before Punk ever showed up on uh, mm. TV and everything. So just kind of cool seeing Punk before you know his career took off, at least in WWE. Of course, I don't remember a damn thing about the match, though, to see like if there was anything <laughs> that happened. But just just an interesting tidbit. I thought we hey, we got to see CM Punk in a dark match. <laughs> yeah, no. So yeah, it was it was a good time, and you know I'll I'll cherish that memory forever. So so I've been with to shows with everybody. Um, I think Jeremy's the one of the I've been to four shows with Jeremy. Two of the ones I've been to with Jeremy were really good. The money in the 2013 Money in the Bank was great. Yeah, and the that was NXT a good one. Takeover in Philly was fabulous. Yes. So two of the four shows I've been to with Jeremy were awesome. So, um, with you, Pat, you were at the Money in the Bank too. I think that was probably the best show I've been to with you. And me and Joe have been to two WrestleManias and one or two other shows. And I think. Was it WrestleMania 29 or 30, Joe? That was the best show I think I've been to with you. Yeah, we went to uh, a Raw in Philly that night. I got that, that stupid-ass migraine like three The heartthrobs. That was the heartthrob yeah. night. Yep, yep. The heartthrobs <laughs> came out. No one was standing and cheering for him. Me, we were up there like, yeah, heartthrobs. And these two girls behind us were like, what the fuck is wrong with what? these two guys? They're like looking at us like, yeah, you rock. Adam and his sister were with us, and I think even Adam and his sister were like. <laughs> See, I can't remember who the heartthrobs were. I remember the tag team, but I can't remember the two individuals. They never really I, made it. They were like they wrestled in a dark match that night. So, I mean, I I would have been like Adam and his sister looking at them like they were weird too. <laughs> not 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 because there's anything wrong with with cheering those guys. I mean, you know, cheer for who you want. But they had like barely been on TV at all, I think, in that point. Their gimmick was really still kind of undeniable. Yeah, who cares? It was awesome. It was Joe the stylist. It was because they 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 came out to this like 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 techno music and they were doing the like like the all the time and shit. So it was they were awesome. Yeah, we me we for those who can't see it and are listening to it. Our Darth Pat just did some gyrations. <laughs> I never do that again, please. If if, if, uh, if you have lost your eyesight as a result of that, I do apologize. We should have had a disclaimer before I did that, but you can't sue us because we're just not responsible. So. so when we went, when me and Joe went to WrestleMania. I'm going to let Joe tell the WrestleMania story because I, I can tell one or two other stories. So I'm going to let Joe uh. tell the WrestleMania story because that, that was fun. We will talk about the WrestleMania. That was my first WrestleMania. Together eventually. That show was fun, but Joe's going to tell you what happened kind of towards the end of that show that kind of ruined it for both of us. That was that was WrestleMania 30, right? That was the first one. 30 was the first one in New York, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. we went to two WrestleManias, we went to that Raw, and we're all of us together when we went to a Survivor Series in Philly too. No, me, you, and Pat, me. me, you and Pat went to, uh, so I went to four uh, things with you then, Joe. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, first WrestleMania, uh, my guy CM Punk was wrestling on that show. Uh, there was other, you know, um, I like Chris Jericho too. 
a sad match that I had to end out to be. But anyway, um, it was cool. Uh, first WrestleMania. We were, we were really hoping that Dolph Ziggler, me and Joe wanted to see Dolph Ziggler cash in that night. Unfortunately, yeah. Night. Yeah, we were, we were, we were so waiting for it. So it was cool because, you know, we, we got there, got there early, standing in line, talking to some people, and we waited like an hour and 20 minutes to get into the pro shop. But we met this cool ass couple from like fucking Australia. And nice. we were just BSing with them for like the whole time. So it was cool, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, of course, I. And I even got, I even liked them. So that, that's, if, if I like them, <laughs> Yeah, that's a rarity in itself, right there. Um, <laughs> AJ does not warm up to strangers very well. Especially wrestling fans. Stranger danger, stranger danger. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. They were not. cool, though. They were cool. Joe's right. Those, that couple was cool. Yeah. We talked to them yeah, for they a were, while. Yeah, they were cool. So we go to their pro shop, and we go to our seats and all that stuff. Our seats weren't bad. We weren't too high up, and we weren't, you know, weren't too low either. But, um, you know, one thing about it is that um, I like to, and we'll get into this a little later, I like to eat. When I go out to events. <laughs> so we'll talk about the other WrestleMania that all four of us were together. And we'll talk about that food festival I went through that through that whole night. But anyway, um, <laughs> we had good seats. I got a CM Punk shirt. You know, we were, you know, we were sitting up there. It was a little cool. But we were enjoying the show for the most part. But these two fucking douchebag bungholios. It was like that four. Sitting actually, right? There was like four guys behind, sitting right behind us. So, bungholios? Yeah. yeah. I'm going some old school with, you know, they, old school were with that. Not, they were foreign, I think, too. Right? Or some of them were. I don't know if they all were from England, but they were definitely some foreign. Quick disclaimer all our foreign listeners, we know <laughs> you are all good people except for those people that were sitting behind AJ and Joe that night. <laughs> so uh, there was four of them, but there was two of them that were being really obnoxious. And then there was a father and his daughter, and the girl was probably like 12, 13 years old. And during the course of the whole night, it was, like, getting worse. They were drinking more, cursing more. They were being obnoxious. I mean, you want to hear talk about the F-bomb. It was like, fuck, boom, fuck, another word, fuck, another word, fuck. And it was like, Jesus Christ. Like, I felt bad for this girl who was sitting here trying to watch a wrestling match with her father. And, like, these guys are just throwing it at him, throwing the bombs left and right. So during the course of the night, I think it was, like, two matches left. We go get food, come back. I'm trying to eat my fucking sausage with onions and green peppers on, and I'm ready to chow down on this shit with my big ass fucking beer. And these assholes behind us got similar food. I put on my fucking CM Punk shirt, <laughs> rocking it at fucking WrestleMania, and I feel something hitting my back. And they're like, oh, oh no, oh my god, I think we just dropped something on that dude's shirt. Blah, blah, blah. So I reach back, and these assholes are so fucking drunk. They can't even fucking sit straight in their goddamn seats, and they drop fucking onions and green peppers in the back of my CM Punk shirt. I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm just like, please, what, one more thing. One more thing's happening. I'm getting tossed out of this I'm fucking thing. Sure I, I can't, I, I can't take it sure anymore. One of them at one point dropped their phone, too, and it was underneath, like, either my seat or Joe's or the people next to us. I wasn't fucking drunk, getting it. And they were drunk. Imagine a drunk person trying to get their phone in that stadium. Like they, it's hard to get the phone when you're sober. So they just the, the last three matches were Punk, Undertaker, Triple H, Rock, and Rock Cena. Those yep. were the three matches. I even wanted to see. I I was excited about all three of those matches. Like I was actually rooting. <laughs> I didn't always root for Punk. I was 100% rooting for Punk because I would never root for the Undertaker. So <laughs> I was. Those guys just everything they said. 
for the last hour and a half was was obnoxious, obnoxious and they they didn't like. I think me and Joe were we were rooting for Brock, we were rooting for Punk, and they were belittling both of them. Their whole the whole match. I don't even remember who they were rooting for in the Rock Cena match. I was like either or. I was just happy I got to see my two of my favorite wrestlers fight at WrestleMania. But they just they did not shut up. It was constant, and they ruined the best part of that. The best three matches, like the the Punk Undertaker match and the Rock Cena match. We're pretty mm-hmm. good matches. Like yeah. whether I like Roxy, whether you like Roxy, that match was pretty good. And the Punk Undertaker match was a really good match. So those douchebags kind of ruined the last, last like hour and a half for me and Joe because they, they didn't dump anything on my shirt, but they were assholes and they just would not shut up and, and nobody would say anything to them either. So they just kept going and going. And I, I'm glad I, I, I wanted to be like Joe. Let's one of us should punch these guys to shut them up. I really that's the first. <laughs> like- that's the I'm trying to watch a pay-per-view, man, and this shit's going on. I'm like, they do one more fucking thing. I was, I'm just going to get tossed out because I'm going to toss one of them down the fucking stairs. I was just at that point. I was just so tired of but uh, Not all four of them, but the two that two they were sitting directly, the two most obnoxious ones directly behind me and AJ. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, are you I, kidding me right I've now? To, I've probably been to 60-something wrestling events. That's the closest I've ever been to, like, wanting to, like, and I always want to argue with somebody there. That's the closest I've ever been to like legitimately like wanting to be a, like be like shut the fuck up. You guys are ruining the show. If we get in a fight, we get in a fight. It was they were that annoying that it was they were ruining it for me and Theo a little I, bit. I, I mean, at one point I turned around, and looked at both of them, and gave them like the evil eye look, like I give my son when he pisses me <laughs> off or he gets mad. And they look, looked at me, and I'm kind of thinking to myself. I, I kind of said, but like, can you? I was like, can we stop? Can we come the fuck down right now? Like, and it kind of like simmered down for a little bit, and then boom, right back. Oh, punk, he's gonna go to hell. He just used to earn. Oh yeah, burn his ashes, burn <laughs> punk, burn him alive in the ring. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. What the fuck are you guys talking about? Shut up, Matt. Matt it would have been funny. I think that that line there would have been funny if it wouldn't have been all damn day that they were saying crazy ass stupid shit because that's kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, hindsight, yeah, it was funny, but <laughs> it was the third match in, the third match into the show, and right from there, it was a slow, progressive, like, shit show that they were starting, all four of them. It was just like, Jesus mad Christ, remember when they... The, mad props to The Rock in that match for coming out when it was like 40 degrees in his little skibbies. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was getting like, quite chilly. It was cold when The Rock and Cena fought. It was not warm that night. Well, I'll tell you yeah. Yeah, we uh, he grew up in Bethlehem. He's used to war- cold winters, you know. Not walking oh. around in your skibby. <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you, we, you know, between the different shows that we've been to, other events that I've been to, I'm bound. I feel like I am bound to either have a person in front of me or a person behind me annoy the shit out of me at some point in time. Because they're either going to be drunk or they don't know what the hell they're talking about. In my personal opinion, don't know what they're talking about. So that's going to drive me absolutely freaking bonkers. So Every show. I'm like, I'm like, it's never, it never fails, man. It just never fails. I'm like, fucking a. I'm just <laughs> well, when I go to shows now, I'm just hoping that there's people around me that aren't obnoxious, even if I don't talk to them. I'm just hoping that there's not idiots around me. And 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 my definition of idiot is not the same as you guys. So I'm just hoping that there's not idiots around me or or ten year old kids because ten year old kids drive me nuts at those events because I want to be like it's fake, it's fake. 
<laughs> I want to ruin it for them. I want to be like, it's fake. Shut up. So, yes. AJ, AJ's definition of an idiot at a wrestling show is person rooting for somebody he does not like. Which is 90% <laughs> Pretty much. of the people there, usually, for me. So. <laughs> Um, but just real, real, real quick, uh, based upon something that you know Jeremy just said about like always having somebody. Then we have some assholes last year at WrestleMania that were yeah, in front of the us. drunk, the two yeah. drunk couples and their, and their and their teenage daughter who was like trying to keep all of oh, them yeah, together we'll talk, and we'll talk about down the story. Okay, yeah, I, I just I just want to make sure, I just want to make sure that that was that, that was like when it happened because I was getting it kind of jumbled in my mind with other yeah, shows. Okay. That, that was last year. I do want to tell one. I, I this is not an event I went to with you guys, but this is my this is my favorite wrestling story of all the things I've done. So when I lived up in New Hampshire, me and three of my friends we went to a RAW in Hartford, and they were a little bit more lenient back then about checking signs, like what you had written on signs. So we mm. were like. We're going to make some stuff, and we're going to try to get something in that's inappropriate. So, and we, we did a lot of double-sided stuff. So they would check one side and be like, no, and they took a sign away from us. But we managed to sneak one sign in that wasn't appropriate. So, and we, our seats, th those are the best seats I've ever had. We were like two rows behind the announce table. Because I remember before JR. Or, I mean, yeah, before JR even put his headphones on, I was like, Nebraska! I was like, Oklahoma sucks! Like, I was trying to do the Over sooner! Boo yeah. or sooner! <laughs> put his headphones on too early, but we were that close. Like, we were that close. So I'm like, okay, we're going to get some, we're going to get one of these signs, we're going to get these signs on television if, if we plan it. And the, the guy who we wrote the sign about wasn't there. He didn't go with us. So the sign that we had that was inappropriate said, Steve loves Girl Scouts. And my friend Steve is like 25, 26 at the time. So it's very inappropriate. At one point, probably about oh 9 o'clock. Could have put cookies like real small, at least on the bottom. <laughs> so the sign, I held it up and it got on TV. And the cameraman came and took the sign away from me. And he's like, that cannot be on television. So, that was like, and my friend Steve was watching at home. He's like, I saw the sign. Like, I remember he texted me. He's like, I saw the sign. So, I went back and I had recorded it. And I was like, Yeah, there's my sign. And whenever I would see that cameraman, I'd be like, Fuck that guy. That's the asshole that took my sign. Oh, yeah. Because that was oh, such an appropriate scout. sign to have yeah. on TV. <laughs> you, 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 you pointed him out to me. I remember every show we went through together. You're like, There's that guy. He doesn't work for them anymore, but he was there for a long time. Like, probably the whole time I lived in Pennsylvania with you guys, he was always there. So, he worked for them for a lot, but we, we got away with it. It was cool. We got our 15 seconds of fame on, on Monday Night Raw. Now, I'll, 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 real, 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 quick, <laughs> real quick, along the lines of inappropriate signs. The can't understand network television sign. Did that happen at a show we were at, or was that just something we saw on TV once? That was something we saw. Yeah. Okay. That was something was quickly taken from somebody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, if I recall correctly, the guy kind of walked it down into camera view. Like he wasn't like where he was sitting. 
he couldn't just hold it up and the camera would pick it up. So, and he, I think if I also recall correctly, it was like very much at the end of the show or towards the end of the show. So he like, he came running down, like, you know, and he held it up. And, you know, again, if you don't understand why can't understand network television is a bad sign just again spell out the first letters in each of those words and you should get it um, but i just remember that being like snatched away inside of like two seconds too so it, i think the know, guy almost got tackled <laughs> trying to get his sign taken away <laughs> did he have the first like the letter like each letter of each word like oh, yeah. highlighted oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah i think it was like oh. nbc or <laughs> some kind of colors or something sweet because like if he did do that then the sign would have been wasted oh no it was so. There was colors oh, in every big that's letter. That's awesome. Yeah, that it would have had to have been there would have had to have been intention drawn to it because if you just wrote that in a sign, even if you had the letters like perfectly lined up, it's not going to immediately catch your eye unless it's highlighted. Oh, I would have caught that pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> but like AJ's story about like you know like signs getting taken away when you got into it, like you know when we had the Hassan for president sign, you know we made sure that um, like we had that side of it was like you know tucked in in the sense that we had the master spheres Mike skill sign out and i think we had jeremy sign you know against it so like we just showed him like those two and just, <laughs> yeah. just in case they were going to be offended by hassan for president for any reason you know we just, we just said oh let's, let's just try to play it safe so we don't get that taken away because we Spider definitely Man. want people to see well, that. i had a I, I definitely had a hulk hogan fears donnie darko sign at least that one show we went to i remember making that sign because uh, i always but... had to put thought into my sign like i'm not just like i've been making like after the austin 316 thing happened and people would just put their last name in 316 i'm like give me a break people can we come up with something more original than that? That might be the worst sign I've ever seen. Is wait, but now we wait for for real one three sixteen. Like, I would never make that sign. But no. so I want to say anybody who's yeah, that's too long of a last name. People are like, how? What the hell's that guy's last name? That don't even make any sense. Three sixteen. So. I want to say something. Any anybody that's listening to this, wherever you're listening to it. If you've ever made a sign that was funny, that was unique, kudos to you because you took the time to really think about your right. sign. Anybody yeah. that did like myself did and makes the Gennaro, Jeremy's here or daddy loves you or, you know, you're as lame as I am when you came to your signs and try harder next time you next time you go to the event, okay? <laughs> That's try why hard. I never made a sign. I, I, just, <laughs> I, I put so much thought into it and I can't come up with anything I like. I'm like, just screw it. I'm, I'm not going to make a sign. I'm just going to go to the show. Oh, now it's not it's not cool anymore but back then when it was cool like everybody and i and I, i'm trying to remember like some really cool signs i saw like i'm trying to I, I saw some really good ones during the attitude era but i can't remember them all i can think of is the ones from college game day now so i can't remember any of the really good ones from back like in the but there were always really good signs yeah. like somebody did one one time i think when i want to say there was a college football one. It was the first time I seen it. It was like Nebraska 316 says, we just whipped your ass, Oklahoma, or something like that. And like, the first time I saw it, it was cool. But then when everybody started copying it, then it got derivative. So, well, yeah. Well, and, and signs are definitely a lost art. Like, I never made signs for any show we've ever I've ever been to other than that one Raw. And I think that was because, like, when the other shows rolled around, like, I just really couldn't think of anything that was, right. like... You were, like, you wanted to be creative. You didn't want to just yeah. throw something on a piece of cardboard. Yeah, I couldn't really think of anything all that clever or funny. I didn't really have anything to say, so I'm just like, eh, whatever. 
And it's kind of interesting because it's uh, if you listen to some of the uh, like like the podcasts that are out there now, I I can't remember which ones I've, I've heard it on. If it's like Bischoff, and you should be listening yeah. to ours if you're not. Right? <laughs> if you listen, <laughs> but if it's like Bischoff's or Jr's or uh, or uh, uh, Pritchard's or anything, that they they have commented on the past about how like uh, like like sign making or at least sign bringing, if you will, to to events has already become a, like a lost art, if you will, because nobody seems to have any interest anymore because everybody's got to have their goddamn phone. You know, everybody's on their phone, you know, during the, the show and everything, or like, you know, they're, they're holding up their phone for like, you know, like, like the firefly lights or whatever, the, that part, whatever. But it's like, but nobody gives a shit about bringing a sign anymore. So, yeah, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing signs come back. I'd be, you know, cause at the very least it would be, enter- it'd be entertaining for you watching at home because you could either go, you know, find one that you like and you're going to laugh at, or yeah. you can be like AJ and go, Oh, that sign sucks. So, <laughs> you know, um, so I kind of wish you would see more sign, uh, you know, sign yeah. making these days, but uh, it seems like it's probably past its time because we're just so advanced with our electronics. Now. There was, there yeah. was a, a so what? let me interrupt you real quick here, AJ. Yeah. So real quick time. Yes, it is a service announcement time yeah. because don't forget, at the end of the show, we have Mount Rushmore coming up, of course, based on the wrestling theme from our show today. And anybody who's listening, watching, please make sure you're going to our YouTube page, Four Guys Roundtable Show. Leave a comment on the show. Let us know what you're thinking. Got any questions, leave them there for us. Also, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes for the audio version, so you can take it anywhere you want to go. All right, AJ, back to you. There, One time when I went to a SmackDown in Columbus, these little, these like, I don't know how old, they were probably 15. There was like a couple of 15-year-old girls sitting in front of me. And they had, oh a, big, they had <laughs> a big sign that said like the Hardy Boys or something. And the Hardy Boys wrestled in the first match. So they were done. Those girls held that sign up the whole rest of the damn night. So they ruined, <laughs> wow. they ruined, they ruined the Hardy Boys for me that night. I was like screaming at them. Put the sign down. They wrestled already. <laughs> they would now listen to me so i just that oh, that man. that was the moment i probably started not liking them because of that stupid those stupid girls and their sign ruined because they were right it was they were holding it up right in front of them so a bunch <laughs> of 15 year olds ruined the hardy boys for you <laughs> it's awesome that he would be yelling at them to put the sign down and they're probably like why is this old guy yelling at us? What's wrong with him? They're probably like, we're not listening to this asshole now. Nope, nope, we're not putting the sign down. I mean, Shut up, Grandpa! I mean, that my impression of them is that they were ignorant and they had no clue. Uh, so that's yeah, they're teenage impression. girls. You know, I, uh, I, I have... My daughter was a teenage girl a couple years back. I'm going to have another teenage girl. And I still don't understand them. So, you know... <laughs> mm. Nope. Never will. If it was a teenage boy, I could say he was just probably trying to poke your little numbers and push your buttons to say, ha ha, grandpa, yeah. shut up. I'm going to do what I want to do, asshole. I wasn't really a grandpa then. That I'm not like saying you were a grandpa. <laughs> a little exaggeration on the old guy there. <laughs> Maybe now. We can, we can talk about the WrestleMania we all went to together now. Well... We definitely can. So I want to preface it this with one okay. little thing. One thing I've noticed about going to shows with uh, with AJ is 
right? <laughs> Unless it's a dirt cheap show to get a close seat, your fucking ass is sitting really, really far away. <laughs> you are sitting far away. And this is nothing against AJ. I mean, he goes to a lot of shows, and that's awesome. Uh, you know, kudos to you because I, I'm more of a – if I'm going to go to a show, I really want to try and sit close if I can. I'm willing to – you know, I'll, I'll forego not going if I can't get close because of the price of the ticket. But we have sat in at WrestleMania – 35 as well as the money in the bank show there was nobody behind us we were in the <laughs> furthest seats back like we couldn't get any further back i thought i might fall out of the stadium at WrestleMania 35 <laughs> wow the money in the bank ones we bought online, we got those tickets late but too. the WrestleMania ones i didn't get those the day they came out we had to buy them from StubHub, so we didn't really we didn't get the tickets we wanted anyway so we had to take yeah. what we could get that point so yeah and i'm not blaming uh trust me i'm not blaming you aj i just i, I thought it was really funny high at, i've probably been i've probably sat in that area at 15 of the events i've been to at least i've been in the upper i've sat with my back to the wall at a couple of other shows before too i just felt yeah. bad for pat at money in the bank because he's a uh, for those of you that are listening to the audio version you can't see <clears throat> darth pat he's a Gentlemen, he's about what are you six four? Yep. So he's six four and slightly uh, resembles the big show. Slightly resembles the big show, and he's a bigger gentleman. So I'm wide. Six four. <laughs> he in one of those tiny ass chairs up against the back of the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, yeah, it's it. I felt bad for him. Well, see, yeah, even he, I felt cramped. Yeah, you mentioned it. I was like, yeah, at the Money in the Bank, we were literally with our backs to the wall. Like, there was literally no seats behind us. <laughs> at WrestleMania at MetLife Stadium, we were not in the last row. Like, there were, I want to say, three or four rows. Two rows. There two. were two rows behind us. Yeah. Okay. That, were, that were blocked off and that nobody was sitting in. It was and, easier to get in and out because of that. It was easier to go down because of that. Yeah. yeah. Just, also, just going to throw it out there. They probably figured it would probably be best to not have anybody sitting all the way up at the top just in case somebody had a little too much to drink. Wow, well, they may have fallen out. <laughs> those people in front, those people in front of us would have. Yeah, oh so God, I, yeah. I, I think that was as much security precaution as anything else because I'm sure if they'd wanted to, they could have sold those seats. It was WrestleMania. Yeah, so I mean, so based on that, based on our WrestleMania experience last year. My wife and I have agreed if we ever go to WrestleMania again, we're spending the big money and we're getting in the first five rows. Yeah, and I mean, we'll figure it out somehow. But yeah, we all <laughs> talked about that. We're that's fine. Yeah. So I, of course, yeah. am of the opinion that I am never going to a WrestleMania show again, and that really has as much to do with my career as anything else. So or that you fell asleep at this one. That is really, again, directly tied <laughs> into my career. <laughs> yes, our friend yeah, Darth Pat did yeah, fall asleep at WrestleMania 35. Yes, that's during did. the time of year where I'm working six days and, like, you know, 60 to 70 hours a week. So We all kind of looked over at you at one point and we were just like, pointing at you, Pat, sleeping. <laughs> As hey, a, this is common. Oh, well. Whatever, whatever couple minutes I could get where they were very well welcome. That was a I, long day last year. It oh was. God, it, long. it definitely was. <laughs> and it sucked. The show sucked. So falling asleep was realistic. No, the show sucked only for one reason for you. <laughs> Everybody he wanted to win lost. 
it, uh, it was a reoccurring no. theme that day for for our for AJ is that everybody he wanted to win actually really did lose. Not a single person I think he wanted yeah. to win won that night, did they? Maybe like one or two, but mostly no. And that I makes will, it for any I, wrestling fan. That makes it a rough night when you're like, God damn it, all my guys are losing. Yeah, it does suck. I mean, I'll, I'll 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 be the first to say that WrestleMania in in, in my eyes was largely disappointing because. Absolutely. There, there was no match where you went, wow. You know, like, I just watched a great match. Mm-hmm. Closest thing was the Kofi Bryan match. That but was even the that, best match of the night. But, but even that, felt, I skipped. But even that, but even that match, but even that match didn't feel like so special, if you will. Um, so there was no like st- great standout match like that. Um, again, it was it was the, the show was just very long, you know, very, dra- very dragged out. We decided to come out with a shirt for the women's match from there, calling it one of the greatest matches ever, even though that match was a, not great. Yeah, that was that was the problem too. Is that the women's match? I mean, it, it was obviously the matchup was being hyped up, and that was perfectly understandable why. And quite frankly, it it should have been hyped up. The problem was it it, it didn't really. Deliver. Fully, it really didn't fully deliver in the ring, and I remember that's you know I'll, I'll admit I was starting to nod off again because again we're we're like <laughs> <laughs> at that point what time was it like twelve thirty twelve fifteen ish yeah somewhere between I don't know <laughs> you know I don't so what time we left so I, I I'm just like really starting to lose it I'm saying to myself I got to be at work in literally eight hours and we still got an hour and a half drive home uh that's about how long it's gonna take to get out of here uh, um but the ending was so abrupt and then anticlimactic anticlimactic it's like yeah, you know because i remember saying like i couldn't have had my eyes closed for more than five seconds all of a sudden i'm hearing the bell ring and becky's music playing i'm like what and so it wasn't until a couple weeks ago that i finally went back and like watched the match and finally got to see like the clear view of like the pin and everything and I even went wow they botched that so fucking bad oh yeah because it was terrible roger's shoulder we're just not down for the entire three count. It just makes it, it's really just like that moment from like Naked Gun 33 and a third when everybody in the audience at one time goes. <laughs> so, so, I mean, like, again, it should have been great. It wasn't. When we went at the WrestleMania, Theo ate five times. So we're going to let Theo review the food that oh, he ate. Man. Food review. There we go. Hey, this is the great like, part of the Both times <laughs> I've been at that football stadium, I've had good food. You know, I, I we you got there. I got, the second I had, time than the first time we went. Oh yeah, I think it's the first time I only ate like twice. Um, only it was twice. Good food. Only twice. This time was five. I might have been. I think I had six times if you count the dessert that I had. Um, so I had several beers that were good. Uh, beers, beer. You know, um, had a pricey ass beer. Yeah, unfortunately, I only had two, but it is what it is. Um, the hero was good. You know, the the the, the normal hero was good. Had some good ass Asian food, which I know Jeremy got later on. It yes. was a little spicy, but it was good. It was good. The um, noodles were delicious. Oh yeah, noodles. Um, had that. I had some ice cream. I went back and got a cheesesteak. Then uh, what else did I? What have? was the cheesesteak, by the way? Um, it was. I got it, a cheesesteak. It, it was. It wasn't great. It was okay. It, it was average. It wasn't like I was going to you know. Uh, uh, Philadelphia and getting one of those from like Geno's or whatever, but I mean they did the best they could for a a for New York cheesesteak. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. <laughs> the $12 yeah. cheesesteak. <laughs> got some churros. Yeah, a place for selling churros. I got a couple of those. That was kind of my dessert. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Pat, you know, Pat, I, I had to pass myself, pace myself compared to that. What was that? Pat said the Sunday. He got a Sunday. He said the Sunday was good. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, and I, well. I got because I was at MetLife Stadium. I didn't get the baseball hat with it. Because I'm a Giants fan, but like I've never been to a live NFL game. And quite frankly, I don't have any intention of going to a live NFL game. Especially after about being in that stadium, I just I don't think I'd want to be that tightly compact with a bunch of football fans who are drinking. Um, but like you know, hey, they they offered him like these like little helmets. He can get Giants or Jets because they both play in that stadium. So I'm like. Hey, while I'm here, why the hell not? Hey, give me the little commemorative helmet, which I meant to go grab and, and show on the podcast, but I, I, I forgot about that. So, but I still have it. It's on a little mantle downstairs. It makes a nice little decoration. You know what? I remember when they used to do that when I was a kid. They used to put the ice cream in the baseball helmets when you oh, went yeah. to see like Phillies games. They, well, they, they do they that at do that. Uh, Iron Pigs. Yeah, they still do that at stadiums, as far as I know. There used to be the restaurant chain. Uh, the the ground round, which you just showed how old we are, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> when I when, when we were when we and my sisters were kids, you know, we went there a lot because it was right next to Toys R Us, so it was always like a big like event. Mm-hmm. Like we go we go to Toys R Us and stuff. Um, but like you know, we'd always get like the the Sundays and the helmets at ground round, and it became like a. Uh, almost like a competition to see if we could like get one of every single team you know because you couldn't really like request them you know it would just be like whatever they had but i think at one time we may have had most all of them i just remember you know being so proud that i taught my younger sister who couldn't have been more than four or five at the time that when she saw the baltimore oriole helmet they were the stinky team because that was like after one of the years where they had like lost like their first 20 games to start the season so so I just remember having fun teaching her that. That so whenever she like saw the Orioles helmet on site, she made that comment. <laughs> nice. When, when we uh, the day when that that day when we went to WrestleMania last year, Theo decided he was gonna mess with me when I got there. <laughs> so he got there first. <laughs> went to the he went to the store, and I had given him or Sean money and I was like I want a Roman I want the Roman Reigns cancer shirt <laughs> so I'm like Joe's like we're in the place or whatever so I texted him I'm like did you get the shirt and Joe's texting me yeah I got you the Kofi shirt I got you the Kofi <laughs> shirt yeah, I, I was with Joe uh, Joe uh, you know Joe myself and our friend Sean all went together and Joe was just like Hey guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna screw with I'm gonna I'm gonna screw with AJ. <laughs> he's all like, "What do you think? I think I'm gonna tell him that I got the Kofi shirt instead." <laughs> Roman Reigns shirt was out, so I got, I got you a Kofi. Yeah, and Sean and I, knowing all the animosity that AJ developed for Kofi, we're like, "Do it." <laughs> yeah, the other, the off because you know they're not there yet and we're going like oh he's gonna be so pissed it's gonna be the first thing he says to you and i'm pretty sure it was so well, the, the only thing that would have been worse than that if he would have been like i got you the becky the man shirt then i would have been like god damn it motherfuckers <laughs> he thought that, that you were funny too. he actually thought you were like angrier with kofi at the time so I was. yeah so it was really funny 
you know, we're sitting at WrestleMania. The show's like, eh, it's okay. And the Kofi Kingston, and what was it? Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. That, that match comes up, and we just see AJ stand up and essentially, like, run for the exit. He's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> because he just, he, for whatever reason, he does not enjoy Kofi Kingston. I don't think Kofi Kingston's great on the mic. I don't think he's an entertaining mic skills person. But I Very think it, in-ring ability, I think, is is good. So, AJ That's Lee, fair. That's fair. We all, we're all sitting there, and we're, like, watching the match, and we're like, holy shit, this match is actually really good. Like, in-ring match, match was the by far the best match in-ring all night. <laughs> yeah, it was. So you hear all the crowd cheering and stuff, and AJ finally comes back because he knows the match is over. And we're like, dude, you just missed the best match. And your reaction was, what, AJ? Uh, I would do it. I would still, I still would do it again. Like, I would still not watch the match. Even if after hearing that, I was like, oh, well, I didn't miss anything. I'm good. So and his reaction was great. He's like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I think that the, I think, I really think with Kofi, it's the, the stupid Royal Rumble stuff that's ruined that for me with him. I, I just hate every year when they're like, oh, what's he going to do this year? I just got sick and tired of that because it's 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 stupid. So it's now they now they it, do it with Naomi and it's like it was it was bad. It was cool the first time, maybe the first two times they did it. It was cool now when John Morrison did it. Huh? It was cooler when John Morrison did it and he jumped and like stuck to the sidewall now they, and then got back. Like, they have to do something every year. They feel like they have to now. And that it, it just stop. Just let it go. We don't need to see Naomi. That's the only reason she's even there. Because she's garbage otherwise. So oh, that it's one of the Usos. I mean. So I just that that's I think that's what started ruining. I don't think I I was indifferent towards Kofi ten or twelve years ago. The Royal Rumble yeah. stuff started ruining it for me because I'm just like this. There's an expectation every year that he's supposed to do something crazy in the and the new day to me is just it's 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 done. It's so it's run its course. It's run its course to me. So and WWE capitalizes on it. I thought the new day was cool like five years ago, and they're they three years later they figured it out and started capitalizing on it. So they have a tendency to jump do stuff way later than they should. <laughs> So true. So do we have any other stories from WrestleMania 35 that we want to share? I can't think of any off the top of my head. I mean, Joe just, is uh, just well, a drunk well, people the, in front of us. Yeah, well, the, the drunk people were fun. The, 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 the beer throwers, as I want to call them. Ah, uh, but they were they were drunk before the first match was halfway through the dam. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. Before it was halfway they, done. They, they they sat down drunk. I mean, it was blatantly obvious and. Well, There's only one person that wasn't drunk out of the out of the five of them. There, there was, there was, there was like yeah, uh, teenage, the the young the young daughter the young adult daughter because she was drinking too. She had to be at least twenty one, but she was the only one that was like sober out of the four five of them. Yeah, it was like two or three times like they they were like, and I can't really remember if it was like for any good reason, like if they were reacting to something that happened in the ring or not. No, like, no, they, not really. They had like another you know, cup of beer in their hand. And they just go like, like, ah! And so, of course, you know, the beer goes flying, and it hit the people who were in between them and us. And these oh, are people yeah, who we, guys. 
kind of been chatting with, you know, like earlier yep. in the show. They seem, they seem like, you know, perfectly nice people. I, I, I'm pretty sure they said something to the to them after the first time it happened. And again, after the second time it happened. Uh, but the third time it happened, those people got up and we didn't see them again. No, because uh, so, I think the one girl was pregnant, too. Yeah, he can't yeah she was. They, they must have gone and complained to somebody and rightfully so. Yeah. Um, and, you know, gotten like different seats somehow, somewhere, or they just totally <laughs> left the show. The hell knows. Well, um, one of those, the, the blonde, there was a blonde girl sitting in front of us when I was out during the Kofi Daniel Bryan match. She was like down by outside there and she was like yelling at somebody on her phone. Like I heard her arguing with somebody <laughs> on her phone. Oh, so. Those people, they were entertaining, but it was also kind of sad because yeah. they were so drunk. Like I think the 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 older lady, I think who was the mom, I believe, possibly. Like her yeah. top almost came down one time. Uh -huh. Like she almost like bared her boobs to the whole to us in the back. I was like, geez, like keep your shirt on, lady. Her boyfriend almost fell down the stairs. Oh my, yeah. that was hilarious. Almost, that dude almost <laughs> like he couldn't keep his balance. He went forward. Then he tried to stand up and he's falling backwards and he's like falling he on his knees. His phone so I guess people like that entertaining. Yeah, I mean, I just want to know. I don't understand. I know how much we spent on our tickets. Why would you spend like $150 to go somewhere and then spend another $100 to get drunk and not even watch the show. Like, to me, that's pissing money it's away. To waste the money. I mean, like, I'll, 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 give you, I'll give you a hint, AJ. Some people, are you ready? <laughs> are fucking assholes. <laughs> I'm, I know. I work in retail. I'm well aware of that. That just makes no sense to me why you would piss all that money away like that. So... Yeah. yeah. Again, it's like it's like some people just, quite frankly, unfortunately, don't know how to behave. Um, you know, like so, you know, once. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna go drunk then. Yeah, I'm not gonna go generalize and stereotype here, but it's like you know, you, they 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 come off as white trash. I mean, uh, and it's again, what what kind of really bothered me about the whole thing was again, like I said, that the people who were directly in front of us got up, left, never came back. Um, it, it kind of bothered me that like nobody came around up to those seats to like warn those people like, like hey you know wow. so either like they didn't get reported or basically the attitude was well what the hell are we supposed to do to go to everybody throughout the stadium which i could kind of understand but it also kind of reminded me of uh the 07 show that we talked about the raw where vince's limo blew up you know there was a middle-aged couple who uh were sitting i don't know if it was like directly in front of us or behind us but you know they were very obviously toasted and other people around us started complaining about like we didn't because we were just like, ah, whatever. They weren't being like they they weren't like not in control of their functions, like spilling beer on us or anything. They were just they were just loud and obnoxious. Um, but it's funny, I remember other people I think complained about them and they were just like, well, We paid for our tickets too. And I'm saying in my mind, yeah, buying that ticket doesn't mean you can act like a drunken dipshit. Uh, <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. <laughs> I went and the show was over. I remember they kept on shouting at Jerry Lawler and wanting an autograph, and I think they did get one from him, like because he, he signed a few autographs after the show. Which again, considering Vince's limo just blew up, was kind of weird to ask for an autograph. But when they got to, like asking him and like because they were being really obnoxious about it, and, like kept on saying his name as he's signing for other people, he just had I, I'll never forget this. Lawler just had this look on his face like, "Fuck you, people." <laughs> He was probably he like, these could so be my in-law. These could be people I'm related to, I think, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he 
Lawler just looked totally annoyed that he had to give them the time of day, and because it seems like he's not a, an asshole and that he'll like refuse to sign an autograph for somebody if they're right there asking for it, because because he did it dutifully and everything, but he totally had this look on his face. It was basically saying, "Yeah, please get the hell out of my face as soon as you can, you drunken cocksuckers." <laughs> So if we got one thing to say about WrestleMania, I think uh, our general consensus would be last year's WrestleMania was pretty bad. Maybe a C minus at the most. It was too long, too. That was the other problem. Is even the WWE, if you listen, to your fans, cut the show shorter. Well, Make it shorter. Nights. Give us the two nights again. I'd rather see two nights again. As long as they're entertaining, I'll agree with the two nights. If they're entertaining, I'll agree with two nights. I really honestly think if they want to make it that long, they want to give like all this time to all these matches and everything, then doing the two-night thing might be the way they have to go. Uh, obviously, they're going to be concerned about logistics for that because it's like, do you, charge, do you have two tickets, You know, one for each night? Is it one ticket, but... It's an increased price, then you know. It's like so. It's it's gonna be. It's gonna figure be. Figure it out, Vince. Figure it out, Vince. That's why they pay you the big bucks. Figure it out. Right. It's it's gonna it's gonna it's no matter what way they decide to do it. Should they decide to continue doing it, you know, the, this two night thing as we move forward and hopefully into the post pandemic era, uh, which will hopefully be here next year. Um, it's gonna be controversial no matter how they decide to do it. I I this this the WrestleMania this year was substantially better than last year's, and if we would have been there. Even if I would have watched that for one night, I would have enjoyed that more than what we saw the year before because I just think the matches were better. And I don't know if we would have gotten the the cinematic matches. If Definitely. So. But even so, I, I do think you're right in that a lot of the stuff that was actually taking place live inside the ring was a bit better than, than last year, yeah. It was. Yeah. So I want to finish with one last story, and this one actually only in Joe, involves me and Joe, and this is when we went to see TNA in Bethlehem uh, because we had we were like two seats off the entrance aisle, I think, yep. and like three to four rows back, I think, from the ring. Uh, three rows back, yeah. We were three, three, rows, three back. rows back. So we were like super close. Now, granted, this place only holds three to 4,000 people, I think, so there wasn't really a bad seat in the house, but... No, it was it was actually for for our money's worth. It was a really, really good two shows because we got one live and then we got one tape show, which was really cool. We had no idea because it wasn't even on ske- it wasn't even advertised. It wasn't even on the schedule. They're like the show ended. And then all of a sudden they're like announced that they were doing a taping for the next show. We we're like, oh, OK, like, sweet. Cool. <laughs> We're going to watch two shows. I'm down with this. Fine blown. (laughs) But it was cool. All right. Two for the price of one. Being that close, we got, and at that time, because this was what, 2000. Oh, shit. Um, 12? DNA DNA was decent at that time for the most part. Was AJ still there? AJ was still there. Yeah. My God, how many years we're talking about? So that night, too, that was a night. I mean, Bobby Roode was in a storyline where he was off TV, and then he—that was his like return, like he re- and he went right past us, and I didn't even like we didn't even see it at first. Like we we're seeing by the aisle, he came running through, and I'm like, oh shit, it goes Bobby Roode. I was like, okay, I guess he's back. <laughs> <laughs> he just like zoomed past us. I was like, oh damn. What was that? I feel like 
I feel like I was supposed to go to that show with you guys, and then I couldn't or something. Did you guys? I think so. There was a show probably too where I I was living here and I couldn't make it there. I was I think I was unemployed at the time. I think I was supposed to go. I think I paid you guys for the ticket and just didn't go. So I seem to remember. Might have been that one. I don't remember. Supposedly, I don't remember. I remember going, getting you guys getting tickets for a show, and I was supposed to go with you, and then I ended up not going. It might have been that show, but it was just like I said, it was really cool. It was a really good time because it was such a small venue. But you had AJ in in his prime in TNA. You had uh, Samoa Joe was there in his prime in TNA. You had uh, Bobby Bobby Roode. Uh, James Storm, Kazarian. you know, you had, what's that? Yeah, Daniels and Kazarian still yeah. there at that time. Daniels. Yeah. Like, you had probably the best roster that TNA ever, not TNA, she's, yeah, TNA, why am I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I don't even know what show I'm talking about, Jesus. Um, TNA anymore. Because they so. go by <laughs> impact these days. Yeah. No, yeah, no, TNA. But it was probably the best wrestling roster from top to bottom that they ever had. And to be there at that time and be able to see all those guys wrestle and get to see them twice in one night was absolutely awesome. It was a great time. And that was the one show I can say we didn't have anybody bad sitting around us. No, we didn't have have any issues at all. Like everyone around us was just like there to have fun. Um, Yeah, no, there was there was there was some pretty cool people. I talked to like two people while I was getting a drink or whatever, like intermission and whatnot. But no, that was that was a good show. And that, that place. That place is actually cool to have wrestling shows at because um, I took I took my son to um, NXT uh, show there and not in the not in the floor seats but like the on the sides they mm-hmm. have those seats right there like we were like um, the seats were on an angle we had like the first two seats like closer to the railing and whatnot um, but it was like right by the ring so you're like right above the ring. Um, kind of the way it's set up, but it was really cool. And it was a good NXT show. We didn't meet me and my son didn't have any issues with anybody there either. And it was cool because like the the main event match was um Drew McIntyre versus Andrade. And we got to see nice. I got to see um uh what was that old that that tag team? Um it'll come to me, but it was like that show overall was like a really good, a really good NXT like house show. It was like really cool. I, I like I like going to wrestling events in the small dumpy places like sometimes that's yeah. like the best place to go see wrestling like it I, is. I i like smaller venue events be- better than like the big huge events like wrestlemania so i i would rather go to a small a lot of the nxt shows i go to are small venues and i and i have those are the ones i have and then when i went to the ecw thing that was in a small venue even the aew even both aew events i've been to we're in mid-level, you know, mid-level arenas, not huge mm-hmm. buildings. So I'm trying makes to the think. atmosphere better. I'm trying to think. Was PD Williams still with TNA at that point in time when we went to see that show? I uh, kind of no. think he – no, he wasn't. That's right. That was yeah, right no. after he left. Was like, big Bobby Lashley. Uh, no, Lashley, he was not. No. Lashley was wrestling for them at the time. He had like this – whatever his gimmick was where he came out with like four ladies and stuff like that. Um, it didn't uh, matter where he's wrestled. He's been terrible everywhere. Was <laughs> <laughs> this before um, or after the Scott Steiner math promo? <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
If you two take plus two seven, equals seventeen, and plus uh, this, I have a hundred twenty-five percent chance of winning. <laughs> I don't think Scott Steiner was there at that time. We weren't no, either. I don't think he was on the roster. Uh, it just popped my mind because Jeremy said Petey Williams. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that that was Williams the last break, and then he came back with Big Papa Pump. Yeah, we um, that was that was the last. Yeah, that was the last TNA show I ever went to. I went to. Anytime TNA came into into the Bethlehem area, I think I went to all the shows. So I think it was like seven times I went there. And then the pay-per-view that uh, in Philly that I, I went to. Were you there? Did you go to that one with me, Jeremy? I know no, Sak- I Sakamoto went with me, I think. I think Sakamoto and one of his friends. That was the whole Hogan versus Sting because Hogan was part of that that evil faction with Ric Flair, where the hell that whole storyline was. <laughs> I think that was the, like the beginning of the end for TNA at that point. But uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a decent pay-per-view, but your seats were pretty good, too. I would admit that, but yeah, that was, that was the last actual TNA show I ever went to. Yeah. I just, just, just remember this interesting little tidbit. TNA has been in business longer than either ECW or WCW. Yeah, they find a way to keep going. I don't know how they do it, but they do find a way. Somebody's yeah, well, the, getting the money biggest, from the people. The, the biggest reason has been that they've been able to stay on TV in some form, which is, of course, what ended both ECW and WCW, basically, was that their shows got canceled. So, Yeah. All right. Does anybody want to share any last stories, or shall we move on to my favorite segment of the show? Mount Rushmore. Yeah, Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. I, 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 I think it's time to go to Mount Rushmore. All right. So Mount Rushmore is here. It is time for us to name four heads. But funny enough, it's not actually going to be heads because our topic, our theme of Mount Rushmore today is we are naming our favorite show that we've either seen or been to as the face to go on Mount Rushmore. And I'm going to pick... Mr. Darth Pat, to start us off, since he went last, he's going to get to go first this week. You have five minutes. <laughs> I have a timer on right now. Um, <laughs> all right, so my show, ECW One Night Stand 2005. Nice. A lot, lot of reasons for this. Number one, and this is a kind of a weird way to say it, but I think it applies. Really had no expectations for that show. All we really knew is that they're doing an ECW reunion show and they're putting it on pay-per-view. Now, I did not see a lot of ECW during its initial run because, like, I didn't tape trade or didn't really have, you know, the connections. And then didn't ever really know it was on TNN until I accidentally stumbled upon it once, which, you know, Paul Heyman will tell you all about. But So I didn't really have any expectations for it. Just like, okay, it seems like a fun little one-off thing that they're going to do. Um just kind of running down the, the the card real quick. You know, you had Lance Storm against Chris Jericho, Rey Mysterio against Psychosis, uh, Tajiri versus Super Crazy versus Little Guido, Chris Benoit versus Eddie Guerrero, uh, Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka, which hadn't been announced until I think Best like the two before the show. You had like an unannounced match between Sabu and Rhino because it involved like, you know, RVD who couldn't wrestle because he was injured at the time. And then he had the main event of the Dudley boys against Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman. Now, the fun part part about it was like, I really don't remember any of the matches being bad. 
uh, if anything, I think I remember saying that like the match that was most disappointing, if you will, was the Benoit Guerrero match because it's like we know what those two guys could do in the ring together, but it seemed like that they were selling Guerrero's current WWE character still too much at that show where he was like, you know, he had turned heel, so he was like mean, depressing Eddie who never smiled and everything, and he acted disinterested like he didn't want to be there and stuff. So I think that hampered yeah. it a little. But that was really the only part that I remember having a negative feeling about. So, you know, you had, like, you know, appearances from other ECW alumni. They had a tribute to guys who had passed away, which I thought was a nice touch, especially because I think that show was only about a week or two after Chris Candido had died. Uh, so they hit the right notes there. We found out that RVD kind of sort of actually had Mike skills. With- <laughs> <laughs> Or from his from his previous WWE run, um, and like the Sandman's entrance, I'm sure it was so much better if he were there live. And obviously, if you watch it on the network now, it sucks because the music is overdubbed. But it just really just brought home like like the like the the excitement and the atmosphere and everything. So everything was entertaining about it. Could you do any of those matches today? No, particularly that Mike Awesome Masato <laughs> match because those guys just basically just said. All right, we're just going to beat the hell out of each other with chair shots to the head. That's all um, they did every time they wrestled. Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of hope that none of that stuff contributed to Mike Awesome's suicide. But, um, uh, I mean, the other kind of sort of bad, but also in the end good thing was the fact that they decided they had to put all those, all the, like, pretty much the entire WWE heel roster, you know, led by Bischoff wow. and JBL uh, and Edge up in the crowd to say, like, oh, we hate ECW and everything. But they got some gold out of that by Heyman's promo where he, he did the Matt Hardy thing on Edge, uh, where he made the Triple H didn't want to work Tuesday's joke to JBL. And then, of course, when they did <laughs> the end, with JBL deciding that he just had to beat the shit out of the Blue Meanie, which then led to that match that they had on SmackDown a few weeks later, where they basically punished JBL. And Stevie Richards gave him that chair shot where he hit him with the end of the chair that doesn't then fold up as it hits you in the head. He hit him with the flat bottom end of the chair. And it was one of the best looking chair shots in the world. And I know I just said, you know, the hey, chair shots of the head, bad. Seeing JBL take that chair shot of that time, good. Because <laughs> the son of a bitch deserved it. But just so, so like everything about the show was great. It was entertaining top to bottom. Now... The less said, the better about any ECW one night stand show from there on out, particularly the 2006 one, because that one both collapsed under the weight of its own perceptions uh, because they were relaunching ECW, which we all know was a fiasco. And then yeah. just the, the way that crowd that was that night with the uh, with the Cena RVD match was some of the most ridiculously blatant fans thinking they're part actually are part of the show moment that ever really kind of pissed me off but again one night stand 2005 great show my five minutes are up <laughs> i'm surprised he was Good talking job, a little fast. fast too he was talking a little fast so i was like uh, okay trying to get through this i gotta go watch john oliver damn it <laughs> oh god here we go lord so who's up next darth pat who's your who's going after you Oh, I think Theo should talk now because I think his is somewhat similar to mine. <laughs> mine is a true ECW pay-per-view. <laughs> no, no. Um, my 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 favorite 
um, ECW pay-per-view. It was Heat Wave 98. Um, I went to a couple of house shows before that pay-per-view took place. Um, I watched that pay-per-view because one of the cool things back in the day, and I'm going to show more of my age, which sucks, <laughs> is that my dad worked with a guy who used to rig the cable boxes to become uh, they call cheater boxes or put the little <laughs> cards in there so you can get every pay-per-view. So I watched every wrestling pay-per-view boxing. And there's another thing I used to watch that came out at one o'clock at nine o'clock at night. <laughs> but that'd be, that, that'll be for another show. We'll skip that Are part for talking shit. wrestling. <laughs> so just say it. Um, no, Heat, Heat, Wave, Heat Wave was one of my favorite um, ECW pay-per-views. It, it was only like six matches, too. Um, there was a dark match with Balls Mahoney and stuff, but which was a good match, and they beating the shit out of each other. But a lot of people don't realize that there's a lot of good wrestlers that came out of ECW in general. Like, the guys could put on matches. They could wrestle, not just fucking go through tables and tacks and all kinds of other shit, barbed wire stuff. And there were some guys, actually, that knew how to talk on the mic, too, um, which was crazy. One of the things about that show was Shane Douglas was injured at that time. Uh, there was a storyline with him, you know, getting beat up and his elbow was in a uh, his elbow was jacked up and he was in, like in a brace. Plus, when you watch ECW, how could you not like Francine coming out with lingerie every single time? That's all she wore when she came out to the ring. I mean, so it is what it is. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, I mean, and she, it's funny, like when you watch that pay-per-view, like I watched it a couple weeks ago, Shane Douglas is spectacular with Joey Styles doing the announcing like the color commentary he is he's funny he's awesome he's kind of like what chris jericho has been kind of doing on aew this past couple of months when he's been commentating um so it was cool stuff the matches like the matches here's the matches just incredible um versus jerry lynn jerry lynn's an all-timer just incredible is actually a lot better wrestler than people give him credit to but it was very odd seeing nicole bass with that little posse that was so weird <laughs> Um, the next match was Chris Candido, awesome wrestler, um, against Lance Storm, another awesome wrestler. Storm wasn't great on the mic, but Candido was definitely good on the mic, a uh, spectacular wrestler. Next match. Can we, we be serious about, for a moment? Yep. Another match. <laughs> Tanaka versus Mike Awesome. That, that was, that was, those guys just like to beat the shit out of each other. And my favorite match, I think there's. My two favorite matches, Taz wrestled Bam Bam, and they did a spot fest in that one because the previous one, they I think they did it before Big Show and them did it where they fell through the, him and Bam Bam fell through the ring in the corner. But they did a, I did a thing where they did a suplex through the entrance ramp that they used to have coming down to the ring. Now, that was like a crazy uh, spot they had did at that time. But mm -hmm. um, Van Dam and Sabu were the tag champs, and they wrestled Hayabusha, Hayabusa, and uh, Shinzaki, I think is how you say it. He was a guy, if you remember, in WWE. He was the, uh, the Japanese guy who had all the Japanese symbols on his body. Hakushi. And his face. Yeah, yeah, Hakushi. He was named Hakushi in WWE. Yeah. But that was just, so that's who went by. That match is like a 20-minute match, and that match is spectacular. Spot fest all over the place with those four guys. One of the things that's kind of struck me with that, of that whole pay-per-view, was the six-man tag. So it was Dreamer, Sandman, and Spike Dudley versus the Dudleys, uh, uh, Bubba Ray, Devon, and Big Dick Dudley. Um, <laughs> Big Dick. <laughs> but if you watch, like, the beginning, 
before that match starts, they cut an awesome promo and bully Ray now. He was really good on the mic back then. I don't know if people really realize that, but he was awesome on the mic. He did a great promo before that match. And, of course, you got to watch uh, Gertner. Gertner, <laughs> takes the, Gertner takes the mic from him, and, like, he's he goes for, like, two to three minutes with just, like, these one-liners that are fucking hilarious. I just forgot how funny he was on the mic, too. Um, <laughs> but that is... But you go back and go on the, the network and watch that shit because that that promo it, it was funny and the stuff like that that pay per view was in Dayton Ohio I know uh, AJ's greatest place in the world you know the state of Ohio <laughs> Dayton's, Dayton's it was in not Dayton bad. I've been but down. he Dayton's okay he he took a shot at the at the city of Ohio uh, in Dayton which was kind of funny like he always he always did but no that was, it was a Overall, good pay-per-view, and it was one that stuck out to me because I was so big into ECW at that time. So that's my pick, Heat Wave 1998. So, so that, that wasn't the Heat Wave where Bubba Ray almost started the riot, though, right? Wasn't that Heat Wave 99? Yes. Heat Wave, yeah. Heat Wave 99, I'm going to guess. That, that is my favorite ECW pay-per-view, and it's because Bubba cuts the best. Heel, the Dudleys, that's the best heel promo yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Like, because they could get away with more stuff. As good as The Rock and Shawn Michaels' heel promos were, that Dudley's promo at Heat Wave 99 is the best heel promo I've ever seen. And also at that Heat Wave 99, the opening match is Chetty and Nova versus Doring and Roadkill. That might be the mm-hmm. best opening match I've ever seen at a pay-per-view, period. Like, that mm-hmm. opening match is fabulous. The gimmicks are great. Lita, that's when Lita was there. And yep. the fans were chanting, she's a crack whore. And, like, that... that <laughs> yeah, they were, sir. <laughs> so, that, that match and that promo, just, I go back and show that promo to people, and I go back and show that match to people just because I'm like, watch this match. Because only in ECW does Chris Chetty start dancing to live in La Vida Loca in the middle of the match. Yeah. So, so is that your, is that your Mount Rushmore no, pick? I'm just, okay. I'm just giving a shout out to ECW <laughs> there. All right. So since you're already on it, go with your pick for my, Mount. my Mount Rushmore is NXT takeover New Orleans. Um, I remember the, the, the six, the six way ladder match. There is the best ladder match I've ever seen. And I, I remember distinctly Theo and our friend Sean, that whole match, they were texting me. They were like, this match is the shit. This match is amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was. <laughs> That's the most texts I've ever gotten from my friends during one single match. My phone was blowing up that whole match. And it was just Joe and Sean blowing my phone up. They had yeah, so many it was insane. Spots. They had so many cool spots in that match. Like, I go back and watch that match still, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this match is so awesome. It did help that Adam Cole won the match, and I got to see him do Adam Cole baby on top of the ladder after the match was over. But even, like, the rest of the card, like, that was the night that Roderick Strong turned and went with the Undisputed Era. So, like, nobody saw that coming. And the gargano Champa match was the main event and that was right so when me and me and jeremy went to take over philadelphia that's when Ciampa came back right at the end of the show and beat the crap out of gargano so this was the first time they wrestled since then when Ciampa came out he had no music 
and the, the whole crowd was chanting, fuck you, Ciampa. Like, the whole time, <laughs> down to the ring, they were sitting on him that whole match. The NXT crowd is the best crowd in wrestling. I don't even, I don't care if you watch AEW, I don't care what wrestling you watch. The NXT is the, I love ECW's crowd. I will take NXT's crowd any day. Those pay, those takeover pay-per-views are great. And the crowd makes them even better because the fans are the NXT fans are great. They they they're fans. They're fan fans. Like Jeremy said that when we went to like he said to me to us a week ago when we went to that takeover the crowd was hype. The crowd is always hype at NXT takeovers. Like every single one that 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 makes those events for me. I can't wait to watch every. It was weird watching one without a crowd because that's like one instance where you. WWE needs their crowd. NXT really, really, really needs their crowd. <laughs> so, True. Yeah. So that's, NXT events. That's the best. That's the best pay per view. I. 2002 SummerSlam would be honorable mention for me, but the that takeover is the best, and it, I'll never forget that pay per. Like I said, I go back and watch that, and a lot of times nice. I see people rank NXT takeovers, and that's usually number one on not just my list. A lot of people. Like really, really enjoyed that takeover. Nice. All right. So my pick for Mount Rushmore is going to be one of the shows that I actually got to go see. And this was the <clears throat> Money in the Bank from 2013. Uh, we went down to Philly to see this show. It was a really, really good Money in the Bank show. I think it was the first year that they did – uh, the Raw Money in the Bank, as well as a um, Smackdown. SmackDown Money in the Bank. So they had the two different Money in the Banks. Um, and my favorite part of the show was actually, and somebody helped me with this because my memory is terrible with this stuff, but the one that Damian Sandow was in, was that SmackDown or was that Raw? SmackDown. That was SmackDown's. So Damian Sandow <laughs> is in the SmackDown Money in the Bank match, and he's... In the ring, he's doing, you know, they're doing their thing. And then all of a sudden, he just so disappears. Okay. Well, I could be wrong. Who knows? SmackDown Raw. Either way, whichever match he was in, he suddenly disappears. And I see him go down by the announce table, kind of in like this weird corner. He was really hard to see. And I'm like, what the hell is he doing down there? Like, he's just sitting down there. He never comes back to the match for a really, really long time. And I remember AJ saying, where the hell Sandow? Like, he just, even he had lost track of him because there's so much going on in these matches and you know we were pretty far up i mean we were all the way up to the back of the the uh, arena that time and i was like dude he's down there by the announce table he's just hanging out and then all of a sudden the last person you know he just bolts into the ring and steals the money in the bank and wins the money in the bank and at that point in time i love damien sandow i thought his gimmick was awesome like he was doing the super intelligent wine sipping you know yeah. arrogant asshole which i always love that gimmick i think that gimmick's great they dropped uh, and he did a really yeah. good job with it so he wins the money in the bank and essentially steals it but then of course they have him later cash in uh, against what was it john cena i think and he gets his ass whooped like it was terrible his turn money in the bank cash in was terrible it he, was just he, unfortunate because he, he was really good on the mic. He could he was a pretty damn good wrestler and yeah. they turned it into a complete joke because by the end of his career in WWE they had him doing like 
the uh, Davy Crockett character and Abraham Lincoln. They had them doing all those stupid gimmick characters. Uh, yeah. It's just, they were just completely shitting on Davy and Sandow. But my pick, because it was such a great show and I got to see it live, is the 2013 Money in the Bank show, which is just my favorite. Well, well just, just, just real quick, uh, it wasn't that it was like, like Raw and SmackDown. It was one match was for the WWE title and one match was for the World Heavyweight title. Sandow won the match for the World Heavyweight title because the Rand extension was over by that point. Mm-hmm. And that was only a couple months before they ended up unifying the two titles back into one. They, they kind of had, like, it was almost like they had all the newer, younger people on the one Sandow won, and then they had the established. I just remember uh, Orton, RKO, and RVD off the ladder. That was sweet. I remember yes. that spot. Yeah, that, yeah. Whole, that, that pay-per-view from top to bottom was really good. Both matches were – both both Money in the Banks were really good, and that's even rare. The, even the Mark Henry-Cena match was pretty good there, too, if I remember. Yeah, now, like, like there's – Kind of what AJ said about like like kind of like the newer guys and like the the more established guys. Yeah, in the World Heavyweight Title match, it was Sandow, Cesaro, Cody Rhodes, Dean Ambrose, who I think was U.S. Champion at the time, Fandango, Jack Swagger, and Wade Barrett. And in the WWE Money in the Bank match, it was Orton, Christian, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, RVD, and Sheamus. And you know, if I recall correctly, like Sandow and Rhodes had been teaming for a while at that point. I think Sandow kind of screwed Rhodes over to, to win it. Like, I think he tipped Rhodes off the ladder or just, you know, hit a move on. And, you know, I remember in the, in the, the WWE championship money in the bank match, you know, Heyman turned on punk. So, uh, you know, that, I think that had set up the, the punk Lesnar match at SummerSlam. So, but yeah, I remember that being a, a pretty good show top to bottom as well. Three. Despite the fact I did not remember this match at all. Ryback beat Chris Jericho? Oh, I don't what? remember. <laughs> well, that's because nobody liked Ryback. <laughs> I can't even remember if Ryback was face or heel at that point. Three so. of those guys from the Young Stars match are all in AEW now. <laughs> so, yeah. to, recap, to recap, we've got... Three of them are. <laughs> what, Pat? Three of them are. Cody, Am- uh, Ambrose, you know, yeah, Moxley. Yeah, three of them. Swagger. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't hear you say three. Sorry. All right, so to recap and, and bring everything to a close, Mount Rushmore is ECW One Night Stand 2005, ECW Heat Wave 98, Damn right. NXT TakeOver New Orleans, and Money in the Bank 2013. That is our Mount Rushmore of wrestling shows that we've either seen or been to. Theo, are you taking us home tonight? Sure. Pay-per-views. You didn't get picked. <sighs> Why didn't you I'm just going to shake my head at him right now. <laughs> I'm just shaking my head. What, anyway. I didn't hear what he said. I said take that big four pay-per-views. None of you got picked. <laughs> <laughs> no, no Mania, SummerSlams, Royal Rumbles. No, no, that's okay. Um, Lord have mercy. Um, all right, guys. We are uh, ending another great show for us. Uh, stay tuned for our next show, which I have no idea what the hell we're going to talk about yet. Maybe something different. Who knows? There's but, a high um, chance you'll hear me bitching about the current status of baseball. Uh, Lord have mercy. Don't get me started with that one, Pat, because I'm so pissed off at them right now. But anyway. <laughs> you and me could have a good back and forth while the two of them just sit there and like, all right. <laughs> we can do that we could do that they could just moderate the two of us if they want to at that point um another good show though um good discussions good talks 
another good Mount Rushmore, which is our thing, the Mount Rushmore. Always stay tuned every week for our Mount Rushmore because you never know what the hell is going to happen with that one. So everybody have a great night and see you all later.